And a very good afternoon. Happy Monday. It is Monday. It is November the 8th, 2021. Good afternoon to those of you listening in London on 980 CFPL, those in Hamilton on 900 CHML, and those in Toronto on 640 Toronto. Nice to have you with us for another day and another week. Uh, time change, of course. It is uh, 7 after 1, 7 minutes past uh, 1 o'clock in case uh, there's just, I don't know, one clock uh, in your house, maybe your car. Uh, you haven't changed that uh, yet. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Mary, Dave, how are you both feeling after the time change yesterday? Mary, has it affected you at all? Not really. No. Uh, no. I, I know we kind of always say, you know, we got to make this big change and everything else. Like, okay, it happened. Move on. Mm-hmm. Not really. How about you? Yeah, I'm pretty good as well. It did kind of affect me yesterday afternoon a little bit because, you know, as it started getting darker earlier and I thought to myself, oh, is yeah. it really only 4.55? Really? <laughs> it's the first yeah, couple of days that, yeah, of that that really kind of uh, sort of shocked me and then you get used to it. Dave, how about you? Yeah, I woke up yesterday. I felt great uh, with that extra hour. And then when I woke up this morning, I thought, oh, I just feel a little off. I feel more tired. Maybe because I went to bed at 8.45 last night, but it was really 9.45. Right. Um, <laughs> and I just, I don't know, I just feel a little blah. Yeah. I think it takes a couple of days, right? Yeah. yeah. Right to kick in. Yeah, uh, for everything to readjust and your biorhythms and uh, all of that. Uh, I'll tell you what's helping, though, is the weather. Yesterday and today, I just checked some of the temperatures, 18 degrees in London. It's 15 here in Toronto as we speak uh, this afternoon. Mary, I was thinking about you yesterday with this great weather because I thought uh, you're wanting to put the boat back in the water, aren't you? (laughs) Right, exactly. I wish I could, but it takes a crane and a crew and everything else. So (laughs) instead, I decided to do what Dave does and get on the bike and go for a big ride and looking forward to doing that again today. And yeah, that, that the early darkness was definitely the thing that caught me off guard yesterday because it gets dark and then you feel tired. It's like, hold on a second. I'm just about to have dinner. Uh, yeah. What's going on here? Right? Well, no wonder our bodies are all uh, screwed up because, you know, 18 degrees, it feels almost like a summer outside and it's getting dark yeah. before five o'clock. Uh, I think all of us are going, what's happening? What's going on? Where are we uh, really? now Mm -hmm. all right on top of all of that the uh, land crossing with the u.s uh, reopened uh, today and we are hearing reports of uh, how about this uh, long lineups and uh, delays and i know we were kind of musing if you will uh, back on friday just uh, how many people would be that anxious to get uh, back over to the uh, u.s and uh, crossing the uh, land border turns out a few of them here's our friend uh, Stephen fine president managing editor sorry of a snowbird advisor snowbirdadvisor.ca. He joins us now here on Global News Radio. Stephen, nice to have you back with us, and good afternoon. Thanks, Jeff. All right. Uh, yeah, what are you hearing? Because uh, actually, I was looking at uh, reports uh, early this morning, some snowbirds with their RVs. They actually camped out overnight in Alberta at the, in border, at, the, uh, at the border. Sorry. And uh, we're uh, waiting for, I guess, the, the stroke of uh, midnight. Uh, a lot of snowbirds, it seems, pretty anxious to uh, get across uh, the border and into the U.S., well, that's true. I mean, we've been we've been hearing that as well. Snowbirds have been anxious and waiting for this moment. Um, we've heard that a number of snowbirds were congregating in border towns, waiting for the border to open, some of them for several days or even weeks. Um, so we didn't know what the border was going to look like. Although what we heard last night is there wasn't a mad rush. There weren't huge wait times last night at the borders. Uh, and earlier this morning as well, it seemed like things were going smoothly. Now, as the day goes on, that may change uh, today, tomorrow, in the coming days, and you may have longer wait times. 
Well, this is the first time in some 20 months that fully vaccinated Canadians have been allowed to cross over for non-essential trips. And we're hearing uh, reports. I'm not sure if you've heard from any of your uh, readers or any of your uh, contacts, but uh, at some border crossings, in particular uh, with Quebec, uh, we're looking at uh, more than two hours, about 180 minute uh, wait time right now. We were hearing, you know, an, an hour or more as the day started to fill in. But earlier in the day, we weren't seeing this mad rush. I mean, I think some people had this vision that snowbirds were going to be lining up and there would be an multiple hour long wait at 12.01 in the morning when the borders opened up last night and throughout the evening. And we didn't see that, but I think we are starting to see that fill in now. All right. For those that are uh, crossing the border, uh, what's your advice? What have you been telling uh, your readers if uh, you're thinking about uh, packing up, uh, heading south uh, for the winter and being able to cross uh, the land border again for for the first time in just about a year and a half? Well, I guess the one thing that we've already touched on is really people are going to have to expect longer wait times because they're just getting geared up for this again. They haven't done this in a long time and the volumes that they're expecting. Um, The other thing that we're telling people is to make sure that they're prepared when they get to the border. Um, I'll have all of your your vaccination papers ready. Uh, If you're a snowbird, you also want to have other proof ready in case you get questioned at the border. For example, if you own property, you're going to want to have proof that you own that property. If you're renting, you're going to want to have your rental agreement. Um, If you have an RV and you're staying at an RV park or resort, you're going to want to have evidence of your rental of your space down there because they're going to want to make sure that you're coming in for the right reasons and that you're you're not trying to stay in the u.s longer than possible uh or longer than you're allowed to otherwise you might run into issues down there so make sure you have everything in order to avoid delays and problems at the border right now especially given the added um onus that's that's on everybody given uh, the COVID circumstance right now Have you heard anything uh, from your readers about the the PCR uh, test? Because there's been a lot of talk about that, particularly the last day or two. You need a a PCR uh, test to re-enter the uh, country. They are fairly expensive, anywhere between $150 up to $300 uh, to get to one of these tests, which obviously would uh, add up pretty quickly if it's, you know, say a family of four or five. Uh, Have you been hearing at all about that? Well, there's some concerns from snowbirds on that on that front, but not as much as you would see from other people who are going across for short durations. I mean, these snowbirds are going across for a month minimum and up to six months. So they're going to worry about that on the way home. They're generally not traveling in large groups. I mean, you're looking at generally a couple, so it's not a family with a bunch of children traveling together. So yes, it is a significant cost, but it's not as much as it would be. Um, in addition, what we're looking, what we're, we're hearing from the government, at least those announcements on Friday, that they would be re-examining the PCR test uh, requirement coming across the border. So there's a chance and, and possibly a likelihood that that will change in the coming months. Um, we don't know what that change will look like. Maybe they'll accept a rapid antigen test instead. Maybe they'll do away with testing at the land border. Um, but I think for some snowbirds who are spending several months away, that requirement when you're coming back to Canada could change in the coming months. So we're keeping a close eye on that. Uh, but it's not really having an impact on snowbirds at the moment because they are going for longer periods of time. I think you're going to see that impact for shorter trips or cross-border shoppers going for day trips. That's where you're going to see people not crossing the border because the cost is exorbitant and not worth it for that short period of time. Just how important is today for uh, snowbirds? Uh, You and I last, uh, we talked in anticipation of this uh, day. We were just talking about uh, 
you know, a lot of snowbirds saying that uh, we're ready to live and want to live uh, now. We're fully uh, vaccinated. But the, the fact that you can travel with your vehicle, perhaps, uh, you know, your, your RV and such, and finally cross the land border uh, once again and reconnect, uh, I'm guessing, with uh, family, maybe some friends that uh, you would normally have seen uh, during the uh, winter months, see them uh, once again, that uh, this is a pretty big day. Yeah, they're very excited. They're very happy that they can go over the border. It's a little later in the season for some of them than they would have liked to have left. So I think that's why we're going to see a rush over the next coming weeks for people to go down and beat the bad weather um, because it can can uh, turn quite quickly. So once we start seeing snow and ice, uh, people prefer not to drive down at that point. So I think that at least we opened it up relatively early in November because there was a lot of uncertainty at the beginning as to when it would open, would it open mid-November, late November, but I think this gives people enough time to get down there before the weather turns in most cases. All right, Stephen, appreciate the time as always. Thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate it. All right, Stephen Fine, president and managing editor of snowbirdadvisor.ca. And the point he makes there, uh, Mary and Dave, I think is uh, an interesting one. I think the rush we're seeing here today is exactly that. It is uh, snowbirds anxious to get uh, south before the really bad weather hits because, yeah, you don't want to be uh, dealing with snow and ice when you're uh, trying to get to, you know, to Florida or maybe uh, Arizona for the uh, winter. I'm just wondering in the coming days and weeks just how crowded the border is going to be, particularly as we were talking about that requirement for the PCR test, which could be $300. I mean, if a couple of you go over the border, Mary, that's like $600 uh, to come back. And uh, whatever savings you might think you're getting by doing some cross-border shopping will be quickly erased. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this as we were discussing this story rolling out. And, you know, you've got to look at all the factors and all the costs. And, you know, is it is it something that you really want to do? And I know that everybody on the other side of the border wants it to happen. And, you know, maybe we can just all move into it slowly. But I, I have a feeling that people are just going to be rushing in to, to enjoy these things that they haven't for so long, you know? Yeah, you know what people are doing today for the first time in a long time? Uh, playing that game at the border. Uh, guess which uh, lineup moves quicker? I haven't done that in a while, <laughs> right? Do, do you do that when you uh, cross at the border? Oh, 100%. Of course they do. Yeah. Because I mean, all you want to do, right? The thing that you look forward to in life is waiting to cross the border. So anyway, you can make it shorter. But I think a lot of people are going to have to pack the patience as they do. Make, you know, try and proceed across the border because it's going to take a little while. Yeah. By the way, if you want the short lineup at the border guaranteed, just get in the line that I'm not in. I don't know what it is, yep. but I always manage to pick the uh, longest one. <laughs> All right, we're back after a quick break here on Global News Radio. Stay with us. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think French fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink. 